Good morning, everybody. It's Sony from the Sony Show. It's a lot going on out here. So can we talk? Let's keep it 100. Let's keep it real. Gun violence. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting topic right about now. Got a lot of activists out here. A lot of community activists out here. You have uh, your community uh, leaders out here, legislators, representatives, elected officials out here. And then you have those hindrance, you know, the ones that know Joe Blow out here doing the violence but doesn't want to do anything about it except for wine bitch and complain that hey we need to be doing more out here hmm. <clears throat> seems to be interesting where do we begin where do we start how do we start how did we get here how is it that gun violence has erupted And why is it always when it's at the hands of someone of color, quote unquote, it's always called black on black crime? Why is when white folks kill, it's not white on white, Asian on Asian, Hispanic on Hispanic? Why is it always black on black crime as if in those other races, gingers, towns, country, state, that they don't commit crime? Hmm. Ponder for thought. So there's a lot of killing going on. You know, some say ban guns. You ban guns, you know, that eliminates gun violence, but there's still violence. I get the gun, but there's still going to be violence. So how do we eliminate violence, period, let alone gun violence, restrict the laws, Then you have people that whine and complain, you know, and they say, hey, you're taking away my, my rights to bear arms. But how many arms does one really need? Why does one need more than four or five weapons? For a person maybe of one or two. of weapons that I am armed and dangerous? No. Some just like to collect guns, like you like to collect shoes, like you like to collect coins. It's just a it's a fixation. It's a it's a fix. It's a habit. Gun violence. It's rapid. It's among us, it's around us. Some fear, live in terror. Some see and don't want to speak up, speak out. Because they've seen what happens when we do that. Those that speak out and speak up too much and too loudly lose their life. Do I want to be the next one that dies because I'm trying to stand up for others? No. 
Then you have those whose mentality is, hey, I'm going to die anyway. Some of us will die for a cause. Does that make you a hero? Or are you just a foolish one? For me, I say it makes you a hero to stand up for something, to stand up for anything that is unjust, to stand up for those who are scared to stand up, fearful to stand up, don't know how to stand up, where to begin. They don't have the backing. The thing is, hey, if I stand up, who's going to stand alongside of me? And sometimes we just have to just stand. Worry about who's going to follow later because eventually someone will follow. Someone will take heed. They will notice you. Like, hey, you know, you worked up the courage. I'll do the same. I just needed someone to start it, to initiate it. I'll call it verb. Verb is a form of action. And sometimes we just need to be that verb to take action, to be a leader. Don't know where I'm going. I just know I need to take lead, take a stand. Stand up for what is right. Stand up. I think maybe if more of us stood up, there'd be less gun violence. Here's my thing on gun violence. As big as this earth is, it's a big planet. It's countless of states, cities, townships, suburbs, continents, boroughs. But yet, our best solution, our only solution it seems for some, is to kill someone because we disagree with them. We don't like them. We don't like what they stand for. We don't like how they dress, how the crowd parades around them. This earth is too big. And your best scenario because of that is to pull out a weapon and to end somebody else's life because you don't have what they have. You do, actually. We all do. It's an it thing. You just have to figure out what your it is and tap into it. Because maybe it's not for people to gather around you. Maybe you to be that, that numbers. Maybe, maybe to be that singer. Maybe to be behind the scenes. Some of us don't want that. We hate it in others. So we'd rather take from them. Truth be told, you can take that person's life, but they're still going to have it. They're still going to have the followers. They're still going to have people that are going to remember them even more. So you didn't do anything. You just took a, a life for a hot mere second. That's it. Because they're always going to dwell in the hearts and minds of those that still love them. Gun violence. I believe if more people would focus on the positive rather than the negative, if people will focus on themselves rather than what other people have, what they got, how they got it, who's with who, who's popping, pretty sure they'll eliminate or not. But we have to start with self. I always say that self-pride, self-dignity, and self-worth all begins with self. Can't get it in the book. There's no education. I can't buy that. That's something obtained from within. And until we tap into self and learn to love self and address self and dignify with self, we're always going to hate the other man. Always thinking that the other man is the enemy. Truth be told, your worst enemy 
dwells within. Defeat that, you can conquer the whole world. Hmm. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I have someone who's an activist, wants to sit down and we do a heart-to-heart one-on-one discussion on gun violence since it's so rampant. And I agreed. Why not? So we're going to chime it up, bust it up, talk about it. There's going to be some things that, hey, a lot of people won't want to hear, address, don't believe, refuse to acknowledge, just like racism, refuse to acknowledge it exists. And that, hey, they could be the culprit. So I wanted to leave you on that note. Learn to defeat self and you can conquer the whole world. So you heard it first on the Sony show. Take care. What does each one, reach one, teach one means to you? Great question. I'm out here. Was at work today. Young man I've been communicating, social media, hit me up and said, hey, you know what? Yo, how you doing? And I elaborated, you know, on some business moves I'm trying to uh, establish. And I asked him, what is it that you want to do? And how can I go about helping you? So he told me, you know, here's some things that I want to do. And uh, got a little roadblock, but after that, you know, this is what I want to do, and this is where I want to be. So I said, okay, cool. I can connect you to somebody that can help you far better than what I can. But here's the catch. Because normally I do everything for free. But I'm going to start charging people. So as a verbal contract, I said, I help you. And when you get established you to help somebody else. It doesn't have to be four or five people. You don't have to reach in your pocket and pull out thousands of millions of dollars and buy somebody a house and a car. You know, you just help somebody. Open up a door like I just did. You know, make a way for somebody. Hey, if it's nothing but say, you know what, I'm going to skip that cup of coffee. I know my neighbor's struggling. And I'm going to let them vent rather than me poking and prying. People put this wall up when they feel as though you're poking and prying, you're not trying to help. You know, and I'm not saying, hey, everybody that reaches out once is newsy, they just want to know your business. Some just don't know how to help. So there's sometimes the best way to help is in silence. Just let them, you know, break down and tell you everything that's going on wrong in their life. Sometimes people just want that. They just want to smile. Yeah, you just smile at somebody and they smile back and it's like, wow. It's like a, a inside hug. It's invisible. But it brightens their day. They, everything that's going on wrong in their life is still there. But it's that smile that gives them a temporary band-aid. It's just hugs them on the inside temporarily you know just takes them from their stress just for mere seconds and that's priceless you ever 
notice how people, you know, would tell you, oh, I needed that. Yeah, you just have no idea the struggles that they're going through and how just a little ounce of compassion can change somebody, redirect them from the wrong, the wrong path to the right path. So in one of my emails, I have a signature and it says, the best exercise for the heart is to bend down and pick another up. Again, that goes back to each one, reach one, teach one. But I know yeah, they were applying that to children. But does that apply to children? Because aren't we each one that needs to be reached, to be taught? But I was told that you know you can always learn. Every day is an opportunity to learn. Hey, you don't know everything, so there you go. You're able to be taught. So someone needs to reach out, which would be that one, to you to help you so that you can help somebody else. So my signature says, the best exercise for the heart is to bend down and pick another up. You know they're struggling. But rather than gossiping and talking about and pointing a finger and making a spectacle, spectacle out of them, reach out to them. Help them up. Yo, hey, I see you. If you don't, you don't have to pride sets in. So you don't have to always be seen and heard. Go when you go food shopping, buy some extra, put it in a box. You know their schedule, as <laughs> some of y'all do, and put the box on the door. A little note. Don't throw it in the trash. It's yours. I was thinking about you. Hey, I was cleaning up. I figured that you probably need it. So they're not putting their pride out. That's their best exercise. I think they correlate those two. Each one, reach one, teach one. The best exercise for the heart is to bend down and pick another up. Sometimes in life we just somehow forget that, hey, we used to be that one that needed some help. Now that we're established and successful, it's like, hey, I don't need nobody. I want to forget where I come from. Truth be told, are we all going to die the same way? <laughs> Nobody's dirt is going to be any richer. I don't care how much money you have. When they throw their dirt on top of your casket, it's going to look just like my dirt. So each one, reach one, teach one. I like my signature. I love it to the point that I keep it fixated just on my email. Just so people can have something to focus on, to ponder on, give them something inspiration to think about. Hmm. Have I been exercising my heart today? What do I need to do to exercise my heart? If COVID-19 is not a prime example of how we need to come together and exercise one's heart. Let's be real about this. COVID-19. And said, I don't give a rat's behind about who you are, how tall you are, how big and bad you are. It said, I don't care about anything about your degrees, your titles. You the president and CEO of what? <laughs> right about now, and I'm going to take all that away from you. How many degrees did you say? And none of those mean a hill of beans to me. Do you, It's sitting up there boldly with his chest out. Knocking, tapping someone on the shoulder, talking about some. <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> now that's bad, right there. <laughs> when something can 
touch you and you can't defend yourself back. It's sitting up there like, yo, do you know who I am? No, seriously. <laughs> I'm worse than the Grim Reaper. Mm. Each one, reach one, teach one. It's really not that complicated. Truth be told, you don't need, need any degrees. There we go. You don't need any. You don't need to go to school to be pleasant, kind, and polite to somebody. You know, nobody needs to give you some sort of award or certificate. That should just come from the heart. And your heart says, I would give and do with my mouth closed. Not everybody needs to know what deed you done. That's not a deed. Yeah. So I'm going to leave you on that one. Each one, which would be you, reach one, which is somebody that you know is in need. Teach one. Help them. Hey, you don't know how to fill out the resume. You got to remember, I'm a painter. What do I need to know how to fill out a daggone resume for? Like, I paint. <laughs> I do construction work. I don't need to know. I'm a, I don't. Help them. Help them. It's not that complicated. The only thing complicated in life is counting how many pebbles on this earth. That's the only thing complicated on the, on this planet. When you can master how many pebbles are on this earth, then you're a god. And we're worshiping the wrong one. But you're not. Let's face it. We all need help in one point in our life. We all do. Contrary to what other people I don't need nobody. Yes, you do. God did not create us. We were not designed to be without human contact. We have to have that. Your, your psyche says, mm, I need that human, that one-on-one -on -one communication. If it's nothing but just to see you, to hear you, to touch you, to feel you, to caress you, to make love to you. We have to have that to coexist. We were not created to be here by ourselves. We weren't. That's why God made one of each. So each one, reach one, teach one. Or in other words, let's put a spin on it. <laughs> the best exercise for the heart, your heart, is to bend down and pick another up. Hmm. How many of y'all are willing and able to pick somebody up and all that you're going through right now. Ponder on that. Stay tuned for more of the Sony Show. How are we doing today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the young and the old? It's your girl Sony representing the Sony Show. Well, I'm back again, and I got some very good, interesting news that should be pleasing and soothing to the hearts and souls and mind of what we call human beings. For those who don't know, I used to be homeless, embarrassed, ashamed. It's like, yo, why me? It took me a long time to stop asking that dumb question. 
after attending several service Sundays and listening to my pastor say that we're supposed to ask God, why not us? For all y'all non-religious folks, I'm not trying to shove anything down your throat. I'm just speaking the truth. So what had happened was I shuffled through some shelters, but I was very knowledgeable. So there's a lot of things that shelters at that time wanted the clients, which would be me, to have taken. A couple of courses, classes, all the things I already knew about. I did them anyway. My job was to get in and to get out, not to make it a lifestyle, not to get all friendly and loving and bonding, connecting. Not that there's anything wrong with that, with anyone. My job was to get in and get out. Took some time to get in and to get out. Long story short, it's cold out. (laughs) And when it starts raining profusely or when it gets really, really, really cold, I tend to reflect on my life when I didn't have a place to call home place to keep the elements of the cold weather away from me yeah I was able to stay in the shelter but it wasn't the same to leave out and to come home with a key that was yours you open up that door you knew you could drop whatever you had on you and or with you at the door and leave it any kind of way and not have to worry about cleaning up after yourself because you might get a write-up or Somebody coming in, sharing that building in or that room might trip and fall. So I would cry out to God because like, yo, there's somebody sleeping outside that doesn't have the luxury I have. You know, I remember laying up in the shelter and I would get up five in the morning, go to the bathroom and read and pray. Didn't know when, I used to tell God, I didn't know when, but I knew I was going to get me a place. I didn't know when or where, but I had that much faith that I knew I was going to get me a place. Didn't know when, but I knew I was going to get me one. So I would thank him. I started thanking him for the floor, for the carpet. You know, some people have floors, but it's kind of cold. Some people sleeping outside on the grounds, but I have carpet. I had a door, had a lock, had curtains. You know, just little things that we all take for granted. Because when's the last time you flicked on a light and say, thank you, God, for that light? Ah, this is not for the people that don't believe in God and know I'm not trying to shove religion down their throat. I'm just fe- facing the facts and where I was at that time. So I started thanking them. Well, put the blanket over my, up to my neck. Never liked the touch of my ear because go to move and be scratching. And I would thank God for the covers, for the sheet, for the door, for everything. And then when I was time for me to leave, I broke down in tears. Because <laughs> I was thinking my last shower. And out of everything I was thanking God for, I never thanked him for the water that I was able to use so freely, really. Yeah. So I start thanking God. And then when it starts getting real cold, like now, I'm crying to God like, yo, there's somebody out there who's cold, not in the right state of mind. They don't even know that, hey, I can go to a shelter and stay warm. 
they don't they don't know mindset is not there didn't take the medication don't have the medication nobody to depend on to make sure they get their medication but I would just cry out to him oh my heart goes out so I've always seen people do coat drives one to do one never did one my passion I give back all my events to the less fortunate are free always having a DJ always having some food always but this time I said you know what I'm gonna do a what was supposed to have been a sock drive somehow I wasn't paying attention when I made the post didn't spell check I put sock and it fixated coats didn't know it till my page started blowing up oh I got coats and I'm like that's not what I asked for so I said maybe that's what God wants me to distribute so I just said forget it I'm gonna do coats never done it always wanted to do it so cool I'm gonna do coats so let me do a coat drive. I'm like, you know what? While I'm at it, let's do some shoes. Because most of these people, let's let's face it. When you see the less fortunate, some of them barely have shoes that fit them. You know, they're either too big or too small. Or, you know, got holes in them. You know, snow's coming. And we got to be mindful. You know, two things came when COVID came. You know, it didn't give a rest behind, or actually several things. It didn't give a rest behind about your your MDs or PhDs or your titles, your CEO, you the president. It it didn't care. It, it, and to this day, it doesn't care. It doesn't care if you if you have sight and or vision. It doesn't care if you're tall or short, fat, ugly, bald, skinny. It doesn't care if you black or white. It doesn't care. Something like. Your enemy doesn't care. But I care. Because I know what it was like. Just so happened I never had to walk and run over shoes or coats that didn't fit. Because if you looked at me, you would have never knew I was without. Because, you know, I'm rocking the clothes that my previous job allowed me to rock. $75 to $100 shoes. That's all I had. Oh, those 60 70 dollar skirts that's all i had you know the 90 that's all i had so when i walk in the street looking like gucci lucci and falucci you're like that chick is not homeless why not why <laughs> tyler perry was <laughs> but he didn't look like the less like the rich and the famous but anyway i put a little tidbit out there on social media yeah I was just thinking about it and within two minutes ping ping I'm just pinging like oh okay got a few responses hey I can give you some coats I got 10 coats for you I was like okay cool let me do the flyer real fast before I can even get to the flyer somebody else hit me up I can get some coats for you. I was like, cool. I got the flyer together. I was guaranteed 10 coats. Got that flyer out there. Matter of fact, homeboy said, ah, I got 15 for you. I was like, dang, thank you. Young lady hit me up. She said, man, I got 10 coats for some children. And this other sister that does some stuff for the, for the youth, she got coats for you. Matter of fact, I even think I got a pair of shoes for you. I was like, wow. 
makes my heart feel kind of like all warm inside. You you know how that saying used to go, or I don't even know if they still say it. It is better to give than receive. I grew up listening to that like, what? I'm selfish. <laughs> well, then if it's better to give, then yo, hey, I'm here. Let me receive your giving. How I found out in life, that's not how that works. Yeah, better to give than receive. So when I used to give food to the less fortunate, it amazed me how they were, their gratitude was just like, wow, jumping out at you. It was contagious. I mean, the gratitude, their smiles. It was like, wow, I just, all I did was just lift their spirits. And sometimes that's all we need is a spirit just to be lifted. That's it. I'm still going to go through the stuff I'm going through. But just to know that, oh my gosh, I can breathe just a little. Just just a glimpse of hope. It's like, wow. Now I know why they say it is better to give than it is to receive. So I'm giving. Got the flyer out and posting and everything. Sharing, tagging. People hit me up. Matter of fact, somebody else did tag tag somebody else and they hit me up to say hey I got you so now I'm already signed up to ring the bell for the Salvation Army that I have been doing for what uh, 10 years now ring the bell faithfully you know why because it is an organization that gives back to the community hey job resources shelters financial they help you out the money that they contribute back to the community comes from the community so why not what do I have to do two hours give stand there ring the bell got my music playing dancing cause I'm trying to keep warm people thinking I'm out there shining no I'm just trying to keep warm but I'm trying to get your attention when I ring the bell. Some give, some don't. That's not me to judge. So after I ring the bell, my goal is jump in the car, get all nice and toasty, and collect those donations. They're going to sit alongside the blankets that people have donated. Because what happened was last year, before this pandemic, I asked people, hey, I need some blankets to go with this food I want to hand out to the less fortunate. People cashed at me like there was no tomorrow. I mean, it was just ping, ping, ping. I was like, yes, yes, yes. So I went out, got bags full of blankets, went up Philadelphia, had a young man, he cooked, brought his speakers out, had the music playing. I mean, I tell you, the daggone less fortunate came out. They was dancing and sliding and gliding and the smiles was just shining. We were handing out food, coffee, blankets, and clothes. And the gratitude was just resonating from their pores. So I got the leftover blankets, brought them home to go along with the coats and the shoes. So I said, you know what? Let me do one even better. Because I used to see these people outside. They're humans. People, yes. I just them as people because that's what they are, right? 
truth be told, we are all one paycheck away. Some may be two, but we're all one paycheck away from being homeless. Let's be real. I don't think anybody wakes up and says, I think I'll be homeless today. No, no. Life comes. It comes. And it's hard for some. It is. And it's not to be mocked or teased or made fun of. It's not to shame or embarrass anybody. Because no one wakes up and says, with a true heart, I want to be homeless. It's not our goal and mission in life. Not for those who are in the right state of mind. So January the 9th, come 2021, 10 a.m. I did have a closing time, but I said, you know what? I, I'll just let it run. 10 a.m. We're going to hand out blankets, copes, and then I added a twist because I would walk by and see them. They're walking around with shoes, some belly having on, socks. It keeps your toes warm. Ah, we can have your shoes on. But it's that extra warmth inside. Yeah, their toes get cold too. Like, yo, they want to get toasty too. So why not? So I'm doing a coat, blanket. Well, not so much the blanket. But a coat, socks, and shoe drive. Oh, yeah. I'm going all out. <laughs> why not? They say it is better to give than it is to receive so shucks while y'all give me i'm gonna make sure they receive everything they can get possibly to help keep them a little bit warmer during this pandemic and during these winter nights i would say days but nights temperature drops you might get a spout of a sun that comes out but anyway, I just wanted to share that. Yes, it is. It is always better to give than it is to receive. Well, it depends on what it is that you're giving and who's receiving it. Hmm. So, check me out. Ben Franklin Parkway, the Sony show. That will be me. Ta-da. My first. So, I think I'll make it my first annual People getting bombarded with them coats. They do because people trying to get rid of that stuff because they didn't bought new stuff. And if you're like me, I get rid of the shoes. Have me excuse <laughs> to buy more. <laughs> yeah. So January the 9th, your girl, yes, God willing. Thank you, God. Again, I'm not trying to shove religion down anybody. I'm not trying to, those who don't believe, you know, that there is anything higher than stars, the clouds, the galaxies, some sun. I'm just saying. If I'm alive and able, I will be handing out donated socks, shoes, and coats to those who come across me who are in need. My job is not to hinder or harm or hurt or hide anything 
that I have sought to give back. So help me. Help many. Make a donation. If you want, you can cash at me. Dollar sign. MS Sony One. I'm just saying. But in the meantime and all up in between time, I got to go. But don't forget, it is always better to give than it is to receive. Actually, the receiving part when you give is that warm, bubbly feeling, sensation inside. So they did give back. Hmm. Ponder on that. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in on The Sony Show.